Hello and welcome back to another episode of Planning Wisdom of the Super Rich. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. We've got Devang Patel, wealth manager over at Virtus Wealth Solutions, standing by. He'll be joining us momentarily. But first, we want to thank you for finding your way back to the show. Devang and I have covered a few different financial topics in our prior episodes, and we've got a great one on tap for you today. You see, the, the topic of today really surrounds the idea of access. You know, affluent families or the super rich, as we like to call them, those with a net worth of $500 million dollars or more, they have access to the top financial professionals that, you know, contain a lot of financial acumen. They're very intelligent individuals that have, uh, you know, an array of expertise at their disposal. But there seems to be a little bit of a key ingredient, something that is missing from a lot of those top financial advisors. And luckily, we've got Devang to share with us what that ingredient is today. So let's go ahead and bring Devang on. Devang, great to see you. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing awesome, Ryan. Nice seeing you. Yeah, it's great to have you back for another episode here of Planning Wisdom of the Super Rich. And like I just mentioned, we got a great topic lined up today. The topic of the day, a key ingredient that makes a good wealth manager a great one. So Devang, as we know, the you know the super rich, they have that you know access to individuals of all walks of life with the top levels of financial acumen at their disposal. But could you start us off today and explain why individuals, families, or business owners with significant assets need to be demanding more for from the wealth manager or the advisor that they choose to work with. Absolutely, Ryan. Uh, the affluent very often have complex goals and needs that require a very high level of expertise to address. There are a lot of technically excellent advisors out there who really know their area of focus well, but too many times what I've seen is the people who work with them feel like they're just not getting what they need from them. There is something missing in the relationship between the uh, brilliant advisor and the client that is holding the client back from actually implementing and getting advantage of that brilliance. In fact, I believe these advisors are missing a very key ingredient that can empower them to serve investors with sizable wealth because elite planning must go beyond just mere more technical expertise. Right. So when we're looking at, at the planning strategies and getting beyond just that technical expertise that you mentioned, what seems to be that particular missing link in a majority of these instances, Devang? Far and away, Ryan, what I see is the most common missing link is what I call the human element. What I've seen and I believe that any wealth manager who works with you should be exceptionally good at bringing that human element into all different things that they do. Or the, on the behalf of their clients. Now, Devang, when we're talking about the human element, yeah, we see this creep into uh, a lot of different industries. Uh, you know, what are we talking about here, though? Uh, take me through what this entails, the human element that is. Ryan, in my view, human element is personal and emotional components of wealth management. It includes understanding everyone and everything that is important to you as the client, as well as everyone and everything that could be impacted by your financial decisions. And then human element uses that understanding as the basis of making a broad range of decisions about your wealth. In other words, to me, human element helps ensure that the choices you make about your wealth reflect not only your most important goals, but also most important values that you have and that you hold as a person. 
Devang, why, you know, I, it makes sense. The human element, there's a lot to consider here. When you're sitting down at the, you know, at the table, having conversations with individuals, learning their ins and outs of their lives, obviously that plays a big role in how they're going to be allocating their finances, so on and so forth. Why is it that you believe that having that human element aspect within wealth management uh, is so important? Why is that so important to incorporate in these conversations? Ryan, let me give you an example of why it's so important for wealth managers to think about the human element and incorporate that into their planning for clients. Mm -hmm. We are working with a very wealthy entrepreneur who wanted his business succession plan reviewed closely to see whether it would deliver the results he wanted under various scenarios, what we call stress tests. The test concluded that because of the changes in family dynamics, as you and I both know, things keep changing. Since the time the estate plan was first signed, the most likely outcome after his death would be an all-out war among his four kids. If it got bad enough, the conflict could end the 200-plus-year-old family business that took a lot of sweat to build. Wow. When it comes to inheritances, the patriarch had decided on being even instead of being fair. What I mean is that each child was said to receive equal share of the estate, including the company, which is one of the things that we see uh, people making an error in, even though only one of the four was involved in running the day-to-day -day operations as the president. Mm. The patriarch even described two of the kids as do-nothing or worthless. What we find is typically when you have more than three to four kids, you run into that scenario that one or two kids may or may not be pulling their weight. Thinking through, through the situation with an intense focus on the human element piece that we just discussed, resulted in a new estate plan along with very well-structured and rigorous succession and asset protection for the kids who were not involved in the business. Now the children involved in the business will inherit the company and the other kids will get comparable amount of wealth, but in different forms. That's interesting. So it sounds like this whole conversation ultimately stemmed from a stress test, you know, that you that you had performed with this wealthy business owner. Could you talk a little bit about for anybody that may have missed prior episodes, Devang, where we took a deep dive into the stress testing process? Could you shed some light for our viewers and our listeners right now on what really is a stress test and how it does play that important role in incorporating the human element into wealth management as a whole? Absolutely, Ryan. Stress testing, as we had discussed before, is a systematic way to evaluate whether your plan is positioned to generate the results you expect it to. It can also be a good way to determine whether there are any meaningful opportunities out there that your current wealth plan is not taking advantage of. Sometimes stress testing identifies technical mistakes that were made in the creation or implementation of the strategy. But stress testing can also more importantly reveal areas where strategies are correct technically or have become outdated because of the changes in a personal situations and needs or tax changes. Again, that human side of the equation that can get overlooked if you're only paying attention to hard numbers. Devang, let me ask you this. When you're sitting down with clients uh, you know, to go through a stress test, do you ever find instances where uh, a stress test maybe doesn't reveal any issues at all? Absolutely. In fact, it's more common in our experience that stress testing reveals everything will be on track technically and from a human element perspective. Mm -hmm. Finding no problems at all can be good and comforting news, especially if there was uncertainty going into the stress test. However, the fact remains that stress testing is a systematic way to evaluate whether your plan is positioned to generate the results you expect it to 
And it can also be a very good way to determine whether there are any meaningful opportunities out there that your current wealth plan isn't taking advantage of. So we recommend making use of this tool. It's almost like getting, Ryan, your medical checkup every year. Mm. Most of the times, it might say that you don't need to do anything. Everything looks good. But they might, the doctor might say, hey, Ryan, maybe you want to start adding this one additional thing into your routine to get your health even better. Sure, sure. You know, and this is an ongoing process. It's not necessarily a one and done thing. You want to be having these stress tests performed regularly. So I can obviously see, Devang, why the human element aspect comes into play and how it comes into play during that stress testing process. But, you know, if I'm a listener, I'm a viewer right now, you know, thinking about this, I want to know how the wealth manager themselves incorporates this. So let me ask you, Devang, how do you assess whether a wealth manager truly cares about the human element when they're having these conversations with prospective clients? Because to me, it would seem relatively easy to size up an, an advisor and understand that, hey, yes, they've got the, all the, the financial acumen. They're technically great on paper, but it seems like it's harder to size them up on the human element aspect as a whole. So how do you tell whether or not they truly bring that human element to the conversation? Ryan, that's a great question. And one of the things you asked is how do people say if their advisor uh, is good at human element or not? That's the main difference being between a financial advisor and a wealth manager. I think one of the best ways to make this assessment is to talk to the wealth management extensively to determine whether the wealth manager is focused more on products or on you. Financial solutions, in my view, are just mere tools. And whether or not a particular tool might be right for you depends greatly on your goals, your needs, your preferences, your concern, and your challenges. Assess whether a wealth manager seems to be paying more attention to the mechanics of the solution, the ins and out of a particular type of trust, for example, or whether the wealth manager spends more trying, more time trying to get you uh, to know you as a person. If the focus is on you, it's a sign that the wealth manager is also focused on the outcomes, getting the results you seek for your particular family business. And again, I like to give the analogy of a physician. It's almost like, is your physician more focused on a preventative medication? Or when you go to them, they're just trying to focus on the issue that you have and just solve that piece. Right. So a good love, wealth manager that. is has that human element, which is they try to know what you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to unpack there in that conversation, your personal goals, your family dynamic. There's so much that goes into, you know, your wealth as a whole. So it makes sense that the human element should be at the forefront of these conversations. So Devang, I'd like to play a little game of hypotheticals with you. If you, if you know, uh, if you were an investor rather than an advisor, what would you want to see? You know, what would give you the confidence you know, that the advisor that you are considering working with has that human element perspective in mind. Ryan, for me, a very clear sign that an advisor walks the talk when it comes to human element of wealth management would be if the advisor has a formal approach for getting to know their clients on a deep level, mm. a well-defined discovery process that the advisor takes each client or a prospective client through, not just some random questions that they ask you. So Devang, then in that instance, what would a good and thorough discovery process involve, especially from the human element perspective? So what we see, Ryan, is most clients are interested in growing their wealth, but the questions have to go beyond uh, 
what stocks you own or your total net worth. For example, your advisor should be asking you about your key values. What motivates you on a deep level to make the decisions you do, especially when it comes to financial decisions? For example, Ryan, what how you make a financial decision versus how I do it could be different based on how we feel about money. An advisor should also be curious about the most important people and relationships in your life, family and otherwise, and the goals that you might have for them. They should also want to hear about your interests in life as well as the ways you prefer to work with your advisors. Those types of questions tell you whether the advisor wants to know you as a total person and not just as an account. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's about the relationship at the end of the day. You want to feel like you have a personal connection with your wealth manager. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, you feel almost that you're looked at as, as dollars and cents on a, on a spreadsheet. Uh, Devang, to bring our, our conversation here to a head today, are there any other really important aspects on delivering of that promise of the human element uh, that individuals should be looking out for or that advisors should be focusing on? Because, hey, after all, the topic of today's discussion was a key ingredient that makes a good wealth manager a great one. So are there any other really important aspects on delivering that human element promise that they should be aware of? Absolutely, Ryan. Just like my wife says, as, an, as, it, as much as it's important to ask amazing questions, an advisor needs to listen mm. and incorporate the answers that the clients gave and their preferences into their wealth plan. It's easy to give lip service about the idea of understanding the clients on deep level, but a true wealth advisor who has the human element will make sure that the, they create the plan and offer solutions that directly relate to the type of information and knowledge they gained from doing a deep discovery process. That tells you whether the wealth manager is paying attention and honoring your interest and values. Well, Devang, look, we've unpacked a lot, you know, in regards to the human element as a whole and where it stands within wealth management. I really appreciate you sharing your insight, your experiences with us today. Uh, any final thoughts of your own, you know, for, for us to leave our audience with? Uh, I would say uh, two things. One is make sure you get a stress test done if you're not already done one. Because as you know, President Biden just announced a lot of uh, changes to the tax proposals that might get implemented by the end of the year. And also is take a look at your current wealth manager and make sure if they are a financial advisor or a wealth manager and if they have the human element piece built into your plan or not. Got it. All right. Well, hey, Devang, look, we really appreciate your time. And thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. And look, we want to thank you, our audience, our viewers, our listeners for joining us for another episode. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, share this information with your friends and family, anybody who would benefit from this. You know, at the end of the day, our show is planning wisdom for the super rich. We certainly want to provide some wisdom for you to potentially apply to your own life, your own financial circumstance. Uh, and we're going to continue to address great topics in episodes to come. So for Devang Patel, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long and we thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of planning wisdom of the super rich